What's up, Internet? You're tuned in episode 46 of the Flip Screen Games Podcast, a weekly video game podcast where two best buds from different nations come together to discuss the wide, wide world of video games. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined as always by my, by my very good friend and co-host, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello, hello. Hello, 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 hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, Steve? I'm all right, you? I'm doing okay. I've been not as good as I thought, I guess, considering I just flubbed that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm feeling good. I'm ready to get in here and talk some games with you today and mix it up. Uh, on this week's show, we're going to be discussing some very interesting stuff. We're going to be catching up on some of the what we're playing. It's been quite some time since we checked in on that. We've got some big Resident Evil news to discuss, and I know you're very excited about that, Steve. And then, of course... Uh, today, by the time you're listening to this, is the end of the Steam Next Fest, uh, which was a huge uh, demo preview, early access smorgasbord over on Steam this week. And Steve got a chance to check out a bunch of fun games over there, as well as stream a couple of them if you want to go check out the VOD. Uh, so we've got a lot to talk about on this week's show, and I think it's going to be a juicy one. But before that, let me remind you that this week's episode of the Flip Screen Games Pot podcast excuse me jesus is brought to you by our patreon producers for the month of june they are of course christian oliveria christopher valenz gabriel hasselmeyer aka asobi mary berry smoky shake wakahula and zaid ida thank you all so much for your support over on patreon.com slash flipscreen games you are the real so the real and we appreciate your support of this fine program. If you want to become a Patreon producer, make sure you head over to that there, patreon.com slash flipscreengames, where you can also get early access to this and our sister show, Nintendo Noise, get access to our exclusive podcast, One More Thing, and a whole bunch of other perks and goodies. Of course, if you don't have any money to toss our way, there are a bunch of free ways that you can support the show. Head over to flipscreen.games. That's our website where you can find links to our Discord, our social media accounts or our email address where you can write into the show questions at flipscreen.games of course you can also write in over on the discord uh we've got an always growing community of gamers just like you and we always have a conversation the week after the show where we kind of dissect all the stuff we talked about on the podcast people follow up they ask new questions so if you want to keep the conversation with us rolling after the show ends that is of course the best place for you to do it and you can find a uh, a fun inclusive community of gamers just like you to hang out with so we hope you'll come be a part of it so for the first time in a long time it feels like steve let's jump into what we're playing this week i for it's really more yeah. like what we've been playing the last several weeks right because i mean I, I I genuinely can't remember the last time we checked in on this because it's just been game fest game fest for like a while now but um, I've got a couple things I'm excited to talk about. Yeah, I know. And if uh, you listen to One More Thing this week, I think we spoke a little bit about some of this stuff over there. Like, One More Thing this week is, like, all game-focused. It's really weird. Pretty much. Yeah, we talked about mostly games. We talked a little bit about, like, superheroes and comics and stuff. And then we talked a little bit about something else, I forget, on the back end. But mostly games. Mostly games at the Yeah. Time. Which I think just shows that we're both itching to talk about video games because we haven't spoken about them for a, for a good while. At least not ones that we've been passionate about playing. Yeah, that's the funny thing, right? It's like, oh yeah, we're both eager to talk about games. We don't talk about games enough. It's like, are you kidding me? We did how many extra episodes the last couple of weeks? I swear to God, we were yeah. in like two episodes of the show a week. I loved it though, you know, frankly. Now it's like, 
feels like we need a whole extra podcast, you know? Now you got the cool down, you know? Although it's seemingly still going on. Because as of the time that we're recording this right now, the Square Enix presentation hasn't happened yet. So enjoy, what is it, Chaos something that's being announced? So enjoy that. That's probably being announced. I couldn't tell you. I'm, I'm a casual uh you know when it comes to final fantasy i don't i'm not i'm not all that all in like peop uh some people are right i'm not that dialed in but i am yeah but it's like the f- the follow up to 7 remake like the next bit by the sounds of it so yeah something to be excited about yeah there is that leak uh from the snitch who's that new insider who's cropped up and has had a really shockingly good accuracy rating so far um 100% so far yeah, yeah, and it looks like uh, we might get uh what is it, Crisis, Crisis Core, I believe. Oh, Crisis Core, not Chaos. Yeah, Crisis Core. That's the one. See, you said Chaos, and I thought you were referencing the uh, the game they like just put out. That's like the Souls. yeah, the one was all Chaos. Yeah. The Souls like, and it's all about we gotta yeah. kill Chaos. I don't give a fuck, and it's <laughs> oh like, all right, God, geez, yeah. okay. <laughs> I bet there's some DLC for that, but no, this is the 25th anniversary of Final Fantasy VII, so it's probably all, it's all tied to that. Yeah, it seems like we're going to get a Steam announcement for it, too. So maybe you'll finally play it now that you can play it on Steam Deck. Possibly. I don't see myself playing that game ever, but yeah, maybe. <laughs> never say never. Who knows with you, right? <laughs> yeah, so, I never know what games I'm going to get into. But I think if I play that before, before I play Persona 5 Royal, I'm going to get it in the neck from several people. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Me included. Oh man! But you know, I would just be happy for you to play one game that I love, right? Like, but even that—that's like not as close to my heart as Persona. So that would that would be appropriate, right? You'll play that and Persona's the one then. If I play Persona, you know, we're even then. You know, I wouldn't say that we're even. You're we're not even until you play Mass Effect. Oh my god! I've played it. No, you haven't. You were supposed to play the trilogy. You have to play it, not touch it. You lost a bet. That's free on PC during Prime Week or whatever it is that Amazon's doing. That's giving away a bunch of games over there. So yeah, you know, if I, I can those... get that to work on my Steam Deck, then I will. Say, how's that work? Because I kind of, I think I'm going to go download that and try to play it on my Steam Deck. Yeah, there's like the Amazon launcher that you have to download, so it's going to be a whole hassle with that. And probably it's not worth it. That's yeah. gross. But for free, free game though. It's a good yeah. game. It's a really good game to get for free. Can I just add it to my Steam library? No, it doesn't work like that. It's like through Amazon. It's not they don't give you a Steam code. No, but like I could get it in the Amazon launcher and then add it to my Steam library now. Well, you, you can add the Amazon launcher to your Steam library and then that will launch the Amazon launcher and then you'll have to launch the game from the oh, Amazon launcher. No, that sucks. That's not worth it. <laughs> that sounds awful. Oh, I don't know. We'll see, I guess. But anyway, uh to get off of games that we might play, let's 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 talk about the games we're actually playing. Uh, I'm going to take mine in chronological order. Um, there's two specific games I want to talk about. I've been like fooling around with a lot more emulators and stuff on my Steam Deck, and I've been dipping into some old Game Boy games and stuff like that here and there. You're not falling off that yet? Because I, like, I did the emulator thing, and I was like, yeah, this was cool. I want to play actual like new fun like exciting games that i couldn't play on another device i've played like no new games on it really like it's been primarily games that were already in my library or emulators that for old games that i wanted to replay and i've gotten a ton of mileage out of it for that i'm sure that that now i think i kind of am ready to like play more new stuff and there's like a couple Mm -hmm. indies that i do want to 
jump in and try out. Um, but <laughs> the <laughs> the games that I've been playing that I'll talk about here have been kind of occupying a lot of my mind share and my time, and they're all on like console like to TV. So uh, the first game that I played um, was Temtem. So Temtem, uh, if you're not familiar, is a, you know, it's like a Pokemon-inspired, um, like, monster tamer game, and uh, it is... Is it multiplayer? Is this an MMO kind of thing? Or is it in, like, shared space? Yes, uh, but, like, not really, if I'm honest, and that's, like, honestly, my I think, like, my biggest criticism of the game is that, like... And I don't know, it could just be where I am in the game because I'm still fairly early on in it. But I've found that, like, the MMO stuff doesn't really seem to, like, add much to the game, in my opinion. But it does... um, It does kind of, like, impact the world a bit in an interesting way. So here's the thing. I have a friend who bought me a copy of the game uh, because he knows I'm a huge Pokemon fan, really, like, fell in love with this game and thought I should try it. And I've really, really been enjoying it. And I, I want to start there because starting with, like, the MMO stuff, I think, comes off a little critical. Because you don't want to come off like an ungrateful jerk when he listens to this podcast. <laughs> just, you're just criticizing it for 10 minutes. Well, it's, like, not even that. Because, like, <laughs> I, I genuinely really like the game a lot. Like, I think the creature design is really good. I think uh, the combat system is, is really fun and challenging. Um, like, I was doing... I finished the first gym, um, which was, like, the last, like, major thing that I did in the game. Uh and it seems like there's a lot less of them. I think they're called dojos too. Um, but they're like this the skill level is a lot higher. Like I had to play against the first gym leader. I had to battle her three times before I actually beat her. Um, and the first time I like used a bunch of healing items that I probably should have saved and and tried to beat mm-hmm. her again later. And I had to like figure out a different strategy. So it's like you really got to think and plan a little bit. The game does not hold your hand. It asks a lot of you, and like you need to prep and make sure you have items and make sure that you go into battles and you know encounters like uh, prepared. You want to make sure that you're you know like managing your money well. Like it it really like feels like a more adult approach to the whole you know, monster taming, battling, um, Pokemon formula. And do you play an adult or is it the same kids training like thing? A, I think you're like a teenager is the thing. Okay. You're, you're not a kid, but you're definitely older. Um, so it's not like you've got your first Pokemon, you're deep within this land already. And... No, cause it is that like you get your first okay. Temtem and it is like that, but you're just like an older kid. Okay. You know, like you're not like a, a 10 year old or whatever like i get the impression that you're more like probably like 16 something like that so instead of learning to drive you're learning to to fight animals yeah. to cockfight basically yes mm-hmm. um and it's got a lot of the kind of things i think that like pokemon fans have been looking for right with like some modern stuff where it's like you know um there's a lot like deeper like character customization you know there's like representation of queer people there's you know like um a lot more like just basic options in terms of like you know um control over the the systems and stuff right it's not like that walled garden that a lot of nintendo games are where you just don't have a lot of control over the options you don't have as much you know control over how you build your character as you'd like that kind of thing 
Um, They're getting better though, right? Like yes. I think the, the newer Pokemons, you've been able to to customize a lot more. A it lot looks like more. in Splatoon three, there's tons more options than like the three different trouser options we got in the first game, the second game as well. Agreed. Yeah. So it's definitely something that where it's like you can see it getting better, but Temtem being an indie game, you know, like it it definitely benefits from the ability to I think just kind of do whatever, right? So yeah, overall, I'm enjoying it a lot. I think the online stuff is the thing that I found most frustrating about it just because I, where I'm at in the game, I don't feel like it adds anything. I haven't had the ability to really interact with other players in a meaningful way. And like, it seems like a lot of that is maybe like reserved for post game stuff. And is it a hindrance though? Like, does it get in the way like it does in, say, other MMOs that like we discussed before, where you just go somewhere and there's just loads of people stood around what you need to interact with? Yes. And it doesn't necessarily get in the way, quote unquote. It's not like I like can't get to the thing that I want, but it breaks the immersion. Like I like I mentioned going and doing the first gym leader battle and I got there and there's just like a crowd of people around the gym leader, right? And it's like they're having a conversation with me like I'm the only person in the room and like I'm the one doing this and like it just it it feels obvious that it's a lot of other players playing through a single player experience which is where it should break away into a cutscene because that's yeah, that's where like a game like destiny does it really well where there are all these people running around doing this doing it single player or playing it co-op and going through the story together but when you reach a point where you need to interact with a character it will cut away and it's that like first person perspective where you're talking to like a character on on the screen as if you're playing like a Bethesda game. Yeah, and I, I think it not having that definitely does kind of contribute to that like there's a bunch of people running around in the overworld kind of thing and you know, that either works for you or it doesn't. Um it's not enough to like make me not like the game. It's not like this is a game that's like really like super like immersive, right? Like it's very much, you know, it's it's uh it's an art it's a turn-based tamer rpg right and like it's pokemon yeah for that i really really dig it you know and like the ways that it has innovated on the systems because like the battling is very different in a couple key ways that make it pretty unique um better or just different just different uh i think like better is like you know it, it's relative right like there's things but like objectively in your opinion versus say because i know we're going back a step right in the next iterations of the mainline pokemon from legends or uh, legends arceus where you could throw the balls in the overworld we don't know that yet it do it looks like it's taken a step back anyway can you do that kind of thing in temtem or is it traditional you always go into an encounter into a battle yeah it's random encounters like in grass it's like okay. all the older stuff um but with the battling there's some very different there's some unique changes because they have like their own type system and everything which like you know i can kind of take or leave like i think there's like certain um things where i'm like i wish it kind of aped pokemon's typing a little bit more because like a lot of pokemon's typing is natural i think like some of it is fucking stupid right and it's just kind of like whatever but like fire water like fire grass like those things are very straightforward and and like the types are a little bit more kind of like I, there's it's I'm getting used to it. You know, it's probably how anybody coming into Pokemon now as an adult would feel and be like, what the fuck? Like, I always feel like that. As, when I go back and play Pokemon, I'm like, what the fuck is a dark type Pokemon? 
It's dark. What is a sidekick? Like what? But what is what beats that? Like the classic old school ones that you yeah. talk about. I know. Like oh yeah, water puts out fire. Psychic's fire, been there since grass, the beginning. You know, and like but... electric. Electric gets nullified by the ground. I can't. I can't sit here and act like it makes sense because psychic is beaten by dark, which I think does make sense. But then also bug, which doesn't make sense. So it's like you know, <laughs> whatever, right? I don't know. Um, so point taken on that one. But uh, the thing that it does that I think is really really cool is there. It rather than having uh, a move set with like you know, PowerPoints that like you can do a move a certain number of times and, and then it runs out. Like instead your Temtem have mana basically and you can use abilities until your mana runs out and then as it like, so say I, I have zero mana left and I want to use a move that takes like 20, it'll, my Temtem will take damage to do that attack. So there's like a risk-reward uh, okay. thing there where you can be like, okay, cool, I'm going to be really aggressive and I'll take a hit, but I'll win the fight and they, that that trade-off is worth it. Or you can like rest for a turn and then you'll get more back and you gradually get back some back every turn. So like there's and like... I get a- used to that, Pete, because, you know, you can do that in Diablo as well. You get that risk-reward for using some of the, some of the um, specific... You know, skills that you use will use your health instead of your mana. So that's interesting. Especially if you plan on playing a necromancer. I'm playing D4. We, we're already in. I'm already in on this. <laughs> um, but the other thing that they do that is cool is um, all of the fights are default two on two, uh, and there will be like interactivity between the Temtem you have on the field as well. So like you might have an attack. Where it's like, if you do this attack and you have a fire temtem on, is the other temtem on the field, it modifies and it does like an extra thing. So there's like a whole other level of strategy to wow, that okay. where like, oh, like the, I always use these two at the same time and I use these two at the same time because they have complementary skills. And, and it teaches you this stuff? Like it tells you and mm-hmm. walks you through it? Or is, okay, that's good. It, it definitely like, I think is something where like, it took a little bit of practice for me to like get it, you know, but like, yeah, it has a screen pop up and it's like, oh, this is how this works and this is how this mechanic works. And um, it, it parses it down for you, I think, as much as it can without shoving your face in it, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I'm really liking it. Um, I'm excited to play some more of it. Uh, I kind of fell off of it because I got into another game that I'll talk about in a minute. Um, but. I'm I'm definitely interested in playing it again. It's got its 1.0 uh, coming out in September, which is you know obviously pretty close. And um, my buddy who bought me a copy is gonna um, do some two player with me because like I want to experience what the multiplayer is like and see if I feel any differently about it. Because basically, is that PvP or is it like PVE? It's like, like PVE, co-op? and you can do. Co- I think you okay. can battle, but like you can do co op, and you can like go through and. Like, if we were going to play together, we could go and, like, fight the gym, and instead of me using two Temtem, I would use one and you would use one. Oh, I like that. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and I can have one of my other, like, Temtem friends off to the side. You have your whole, my, like... You'll have your whole crew. So, basically, like, oh. you can switch out like you would a So, Pokemon. it's not like they're in a Pokeball. They're up, they're there by the side. Like No, watching. no, no. They are. They have a little... They're in, like, cards instead of balls. It's okay. like uh, it's like a um, it looks like a credit card basically, and they like get downloaded onto it, and then you can toss the card. In there. Oh, so it's like those little dim cards that you get for uh, um, Digimon. 
like going the the bracelet. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's that like the concept that they're it, going for. I think it it feels influenced by that. I don't know if that's like specifically what they had in mind, but it does feel like you're like you're using this piece of like tech to like mm-hmm. because like the capturing animation is like literally like they're turning white and like a thing's going around them like they're getting downloaded. Oh, okay. I liked the little cozy coupe quad bike that someone had in the 1.0 trailer as well. I thought that was really cool. The red and yellow thing. Yeah, yeah, I haven't gotten that yet. I just got the surfboard, so I'm I'm starting to get some more traversal options. Um, and you can ride your Temtem and stuff, which is cool. Like, there's a lot of good stuff going on. Like, I really like it. Um, I'm trying to try out a bunch of these, like, Pokemon-like indie games, and, like, I want to do some kind of video about them at some point, you know? Um, but so yeah, one, I'm having a good one time. Question, one question before we move on to your next game. If this was branded as Pokemon and it had Pokemon in it, the Pokemon types and they were like Pokeballs and that kind of stuff. Instead, would you be would you be happy with this game? Would you have like been like, wow, yeah, this is what I wanted and what what a, a nice fresh direction from a mainline Pokemon game? Um, I think a couple of years ago I would have said yes. I I think if they if this was what a remake of pokemon felt like i would say yes because i i do think that with legends and like with like the open the wild areas and everything like it feels like pokemon is trying to do something new and get away from the classic formula and like do like find out what's next right in the same way that like you know um we often see franchises kind of like evolve and it's like okay like we have this era and then we have this era right um yeah maybe what they need to do is just like do a fresh reboot you know just call it pokemon yeah i mean it it honestly might not be a bad idea but uh but yeah so i mean like i i think it has a lot of the good in like a lot of the good innovations that i'm looking for but i think the biggest thing is just like the gameplay like i like that it's harder and that i have to work harder to do it because i love the gameplay of pokemon but I'm frustrated by how easy it is. And like, that's why I got into competitive was I like playing against a person who can think better than an AI made for children. Right. So the fact that like the AI of like the, the, the NPCs that you interact with, like is all high and like, they have good teams and like, you really have to like, like every time I've, gotten a a quest so far where it's been like you've got to like go here to advance the plot next time like you go through this long area where there's a bunch of trainers and there's a bunch of grass and like you're really like i i get about halfway through every time i'm like oh shit i don't have enough resources like i gotta go (laughs) back you know or i i gotta do this i gotta do that and like having that you know um that need to prepare and like think and strategize is the thing that I miss the most and what I want the most out of Pokemon. Um, so yeah, I mean like on that level, 100%, you know, but I think because it is more inspired by like old school Pokemon, I think by and large, most people would think certain things about it would be like a step back, but like within the context of comparing it to like, you know, everything prior to sword and shield, I'd say absolutely, yeah. So uh, the other game uh, that I've been playing um, that I I got pulled away from Temtem for was uh, one of my favorite games of all time, Stephen, Dragon Age Origins. 
Oh, terrible game. Yeah. Fuck off. How could you how could you say <laughs> I've never that? even played it. I've never even touched the how game. So how could you say that, you absolute monster? You know? Just just no respect. No respect at all. Uh anyway, I'm gonna ignore that just gross, gross <laughs> comment from you. Uh and I I got the itch. I've been wanting to play Dragon Age again for a while. It's been probably like a decade since I've played Dragon Age, maybe. I mean that might be that might be an exaggeration, but probably not by much. Um and I tried to boot it up on the Steam Deck and the PC version like wasn't really playing nice with the Steam Deck and I was thinking about maybe doing an, uh, an emulator and, and trying to play it that way. And finally, I ended up doing a little bit of digging and I found out that um, this is one of the games that uh, with smart delivery on Xbox is like boosted up to like 60 FPS. And, you know, it's like it's got some really some nice performance uh, enhancements. So I decided I would give it uh, I'd give it a shot there. And whew, I mean, Jesus Christ, I love this game. I really do. And I, I was really glad to feel as hot on it as I did because I felt that way going back to Mass Effect and going back to this, I was kind of worried like, oh, are there going to be quality of life changes that I wish had been implemented? Are there going to be problems with, you know, like any of that sort of thing? Is it going to run okay? And yeah, I've been really pleasantly surprised to find that, like, with rare exception, you know, like, I've had a few hiccups here or there um, that I think are just in, by the nature of it being on hardware that's, you know, like, ten times as powerful as what was intended to be played on. Um, but What like, kind of hiccups? Like, frame rate drops or something else? Nothing like that. I had an issue that is apparently fairly common on the on the Series X where uh, you have a, a camp right that you and your squad go back to and that's like you can talk to your companions and it's like the ship in mass effect and uh, yes and like the the thing that they stole in horizon that base that you go back to i never yeah. bothered going back to that base in horizon and talking to them. i was like, i don't care about any of you i'm just getting on with the story you're you're you play games wrong and i want you to know that um, well, do I? There's no <laughs> right or wrong way to play games. The only right way is to enjoy yourself. That's not true. Don't let Pete, no. don't let Pete pigeonhole you into playing his way. Everyone. No, you have to play the way that I play. Otherwise, you're wrong. And that's video games. Yeah, only play on hard mode and um, or, or like super difficult mode. No, you can play on, on easy mode, plus. but you need, to, you need to talk to your companions and you need to be nice to them and you need to play uh, like a good guy. That's what you need to do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so... <laughs> I uh I I just love these games so much. Like I I really this era of BioWare, they were like there was something in the water over there. Man, they were just doing it right. And like I it's interesting cuz you know, obviously I have nostalgia for these games and like I know that that matters. But I also know that with me, it doesn't matter that much. Like, nostalgia only takes me so far. And I can look at that with, like, me playing Tony Hawk's Underground to completion and me playing exactly one level of Tony Hawk's Underground 2 and being like, oh, I really don't like this as much. I was right. One of them is definitely better. And I won't play something just because I'm nostalgic for it, right? Like, it has to also, like, scratch an itch. It has to also, like 
be doing something that I'm not getting better or more modern or something else. And I like mean, uh, nostalgia's got you through that mission on Mass Effect that I despised with that stupid fucking tank thing that you're controlling and shooting the thing coming out of the ground. Listen, that tank is awful. Nobody's ever going to disagree. Well, somebody will, but I'm not going to disagree with you on that one. I hate the Mako, <laughs> but you know what? You got to you got to suffer through the Mako so that you can play the good parts, you know? That's where um, I fell off. After I after I did that mission, I was like, I don't think I can do that again. I just don't think I can do that. It's again. not that long. It's not that much of the game. You know, you gotta just keep going, buddy. You gotta just get back into it. I know. You gotta get back into it. Um, I had that when I played Mass Effect too. I started it and then like didn't play it for six months, and then I sat down and played it again and was like, "This is the best game ever," and I finished it. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I, I just have so much love for Dragon Age and Mass Effect. But Dragon Age was always kind of like my the the I'm I like swords and sorcery more than I like sci-fi for the most part. Um, I think Mass Effect is better, but I, I have such a warm uh, place in my heart for Dragon Age and that universe. And like now that we're, you know, getting teases of DA4 and, you know, we're we're going to get this anime on Netflix in a couple months. Like, I do have... Do think they're going to the do the itch. remake treatment for this? Because, like, they did the remake treatment after they announced that Mass Effect sequel. I kind of feel like we're probably going to get a remastered package at some point. I hope so. I don't know. I really hope so. And I'll tell you what. If they do, I'll just play it again. That's fine. <laughs> Will they go to PC version, get it on your Steam Deck, play it handheld finally? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. But I figure I am playing... I'm going to play 1 and 2 on Xbox, and then if I play Inquisition... I should be able to import my stuff, but if not, they have like a website where you can go in and like put all the information and basically generate a save that has all the choices that you made in the past acknowledged for Inquisition. And Inquisition is playable on modern consoles right across the board. So like, I don't know how that's going to work if I'm going to need to do a remaster run or something like that, but... Whether or not they do it, I think, is up for debate, right? Because Dragon Age has never been as popular as Mass Effect. Um, but if they do, I'd be happy to play it again. Because I'm going through this game right now, and I'm already thinking, like, man, I kind of want to do another run. I kind of want to do a run where I'm this kind of character, and I work with these people, and I want to do this one. Because I've literally beaten this game, or I've done a run of every kind of run that you can do. There was one where I couldn't beat the last boss. I told you about that on on one more thing so go listen to that story over there but uh yeah i just i'm having such a good time with it and it's it's really like it's it's scratching an itch it's really hitting a spot for me you know the way that like going back to something that you really love and like finding that it holds up is just like it's so rewarding you know and i i haven't aside from Mass Effect, I haven't really done that in a long time. I don't usually go back and really commit to old games and like getting back into them, but I'm glad I'm doing it. I'm really having fun and it's making me thankful that it's been a quiet enough period in the year that I could do it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying it. I, it's, I, I don't want to go back to games at the moment. I feel like there's so much I've missed that I haven't finished. Like I still haven't finished Horizon and I'm playing a bunch of games. I only went back to one game that I'm going to talk about because I wanted to play the next one. Um, and I wanted a refresher on it. But yeah, I've been playing... I've been on a bit of a zombie binge, as I spoke about, I think, a couple of weeks ago. Um, 
I'll talk about the other two games after because it's going to follow into some other news that we're going to talk about. But I, I picked up Days Gone finally on Steam Deck. Um, it was it was like bargain price of like 15, 15 quid or something. I was like, yeah, sure, why that. not? I'll give it a go. Um, I, I didn't think I was going to like it all that much, having watched trailers of it and like seeing like the swarms of like the hordes of zombies and stuff coming towards you. Really, really fun game really great game the story's a bit cheesy a little bit i don't know uh cliche i guess like it's this motorcycle this like guy in a motorcycle club he falls for the woman who's outside of the motorcycle life and like she then gets mixed up in it and she gets like stabbed and then this is all happening in the middle of like the zombie outbreak and like then they then he loses her and now he's trying to find her after all these years like is she dead is she not dead and he's like trying to track her down like there's this um organization called nero that was meant to like contain this zombie outbreak that happened and um you're like spending the game kind of surviving and making sure your friend who was in your motorcycle club with you boozer is okay uh, dealing with the fact that your bike got stolen and stripped for parts so you have to kind of build it all back up again uh, by doing like bounties and jobs for nearby camps and things like that while also trying to find out information about this main story as to what happened to his wife i'm enjoying it so far i'm about 12 13 hours in um story's not like what i thought it would be the gameplay's not like what i thought it would be there's a lot of riding around on your motorcycle there's like infestation areas there's also like um camps of like i guess marauders or whatever they call them in the game i can't remember uh, and you have to sneak around and take them out a lot of stealth and it's just really fun i'm having a good time with it um lots of progression throughout the game um yeah, it's it's. I, I recommend you pick this one up. Do you think, think I'd yeah, like I think it? You, I do think you'd like it. You you're gonna check out the PlayStation Plus thing, right? It's it's on that. I think it's probably I already, worth. I already have a copy. It like I, I think they gave oh. it. I think they gave it away as a PS Plus game. Um, but I also think I bought it on sale for like fifteen or twenty bucks, like a while ago. Like I definitely have a copy. Try it out then in that case, because I do think you'd like it. It's not a good TV game, like um, I think I said to you. Um, a lot of, lot of story. Because there's, there's a lot of story, a lot of dialogue. If you Even when you're going and just driving around, you'll bump into people like a survivor somewhere. You've got to save and he'll, he'll have a little bit of story to tell you. Uh, and you've got to pick your alliance between the various different camps as to who you're going to pledge allegiance to. But you kind of have to work between the two you're you're uh, a drifter and um you need stuff from both of them one camp will give you better weapons the other one will give you upgrades for your motorcycle and i think there's more as you explore the game you unlock it because he they keep alluding to the fact that we're going to go north when boozer's better i'm about 12 hours into the game so i think once i once i hit a certain milestone i'm going to unlock more of the map um and it's, it's a fairly big game, fairly sizable game from what I can tell. I really think Sony did this this game a disservice in the marketing because I had no idea how it played, what it was like, what it was about. I just knew it was, oh, it's the other zombie game that's not The Last of Us. I, I, I got to say, I don't... Uh, I haven't played Days Gone, right? I can't really speak to it, but knowing that you like it, I don't... I think that we failed Days Gone. 
because I watched all of the pre-release stuff. Like they showed off a lot of gameplay in that game. They showed off a lot about that game, and like everybody was like, "Oh, it's more zombies." It's like The Last of Us who needs it, and it's just like they're not the same at all. Yeah, it's nothing like The Last of Us because it's not scary. It's the zombies are just we're actually uh, like right? any kind of enemy. It's action, you know. You just shoot them in the face and they they go. They're not they're not scary in the slightest. And the third person perspective and the zoomed out camera, they don't come at you as if they would in like a Resident Evil or a Last of Us, where it's just like one bite and you're you're gone. Um, so yeah, it's, no, it's nothing like that game at all. There is a lot of survival elements. Like you always have to keep an eye on how much fuel's in your bike because if you run out, you can't use it. You have to like you have walk to sure it to you're... a gas station, right? Is the thing. you have to walk to go and find a jerry can and bring that jerry can back to your bike, um, and you have to find like scrap metal in order to make repairs on your bike. If you pick up weapons, you can like enhance them by like um attaching nails and stuff that you pick up in the wild to it lots of crafting involved uh there's like a skill tree level progression thing so traditional stuff of what you would expect but it's implemented pretty well and it runs absolutely flawlessly on steam deck i'm playing it i've locked it to 30 frames per second i couldn't quite hit the 40 i wanted to so i locked it to 30 and to be fair, it's absolutely fine for a game like this. It's not something you really need, like, precision performance for. I turned on gyro aim like I do in every game now, and you get that nice, you know, move the Steam Deck around. It's it's good. It's good. I am so surprised that you're playing this game um, and that you're playing it this way. Because, like, when I thought you were just playing it as a TV game, I was like, sure. But, like... The fact that you're actually just committing to it and doing it when it's like there's all these other like similar open world type checkbox games that you bounce off of. You know, I jived with this one a lot more than I did with Far Cry 6. Far Cry 6 I fell off of because there was so much crud and shit on there that I didn't care about. And we spoke about that. This is so stripped back. It's just like unlock these areas on the map and you can then fast travel to them and keep an eye on your bike and keep an eye on your resources. And that's it. And that paired with a fairly easy story to unlock. There's no like do this person, then do this person. There's all these other factions going on and this, that and the other. It's It's beat to beat. It's beat to beat. It's it's linear. There are like side quests you can do if you want to unlock an additional story, but they're optional and it tells you that on the map. And you only really see two, maybe three missions at a time on the map. Other than that, that's the max you'll ever have. And then when you've done those, they'll radio you to say, hey, come by the camp. I've got a job for you. And that's like an optional job if you need to earn money to get or get reputation with that (laughs) base camp. I just can't. I can't believe that you're playing this. Like, didn't finish Horizon and didn't finish Spider Man, which seemed like I'm gonna just... get back to it. You but say you that. know what? It's it's, it's the handheld. A hundred percent is the handheld because I can play it more than I could if it was a t- if it was on the TV because the TV's in a shared space. When I was playing at Elden Ring, I moved the Xbox up here because I was streaming it a lot. So I was playing it on the spare TV up here. But it's back downstairs now. And like Macaulay wants to play some games on there as well. Or like watch TV after they come home from work. I'm telling you. And I feel like guilty saying, oh, I'm going to play Days Gone for another two, three hours. So go away. You got to do the whole two TVs thing. I think. I've got two TVs. What, in the living room? You ever seen that where like it's like it's like a I thing, have seen that. I know where, like, Imran Khan uh, has it. Yeah, like a lot place. of gamer couples do it, where it's like they they both get they have two TVs and like 
sometimes like the second TV will be like on a cart or something so you can like wheel it out when you need it. You don't have to just like have two TVs in your living room. Um, mm. But then you could you could do like, okay, like I want to play this game and I but I want to be with you and I don't want to monopolize the TV. And Macaulay could like watch TV and you could like pop headphones. Which is on. what's been absolutely perfect with the Steam Deck because the other game I'd played yeah. on this and I, I remember telling you about it, I played Resident Evil 3 on this. I'd played Resident Evil 2 Remake. I'd, I'd uh, walked a friend through playing that on Xbox because he'd never played it before. Um, and he was really excited to play it. So I was just, we did the the Leon A, Claire B scenario. So I still haven't done Claire A, Leon B. I really should have told him to do that situation because then I would have got some more achievements. And... Um, after seeing him play that, I was just like, you know what? I really want to play Resident Evil 3 Remake. I haven't played it. Um, and I picked it up on Steam Deck. I wasn't sure how it was going to perform because it's one of the not supported games. Runs flawlessly. Just put it on Proton Experimental and there's no issue with it whatsoever. And um, very different game to Resident Evil 2 Remake. I do not like it anywhere close to how much I like Resident Evil 2 Remake. It's very different in gameplay. It's very different in style. Um, Nemesis is a pain in the fucking ass. He's just always there, and it's 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 not obvious how he gets to those p- places. Sometimes it's just like he's spawned out of nowhere. He's appeared like you've ran, and you, he, he hasn't followed you. There's no other way he could have got there. It's like did he fucking fly? Like what happened? And I know <laughs> it follows what happened in the original game, and they haven't changed it. But Mr. X in Resident Evil Two Remake. He was scary. When you heard those footsteps and that like music come in, you were like genuinely shitting yourself as to like, where is he? Because I I know he can only move in the same place as I can move. And there's like a set of rules and restrictions that he has to follow. And he plays by those rules. There are some rooms he can't go in, just like in every Resident Evil game. Can't come into a room with a typewriter. And other than that, there's like a couple of other rooms I won't spoil. Um... He can go anywhere and he can follow you. But in Resident Evil 3 Remake, Nemesis just comes out of the blue. And it's really frustrating and annoying. But that game, I had I had a good time with it. Um, you finished it? I'm, I finished it. I, I played it through to the end. Ran really well on, uh, on the Steam Deck. I played it mainly with headphones on. Really immersive with headphones on. A really great way of playing games. Like I never usually play games with headphones on. And, it really and I, is better. I'm going to play it more. It's just so much better. Like it's right there. Like you've got such directionality when someone's shooting at you in a game that you can like. It's almost like you know they're coming from the left, so you just pan to the left and you can see them and, and get them. Um, but yeah, no, nowhere near as good. Uh, and that like leads into some of the news we got from Capcom this week at the Resident Evil event. They've announced updates to these two games. <laughs> like since since it coming out, they announced like next gen updates to Resident Evil Seven, Resident Evil Two Remake, and Resident Evil Three Remake. I was really annoyed because I would have loved to have played these games with like in like 120 hertz with ray tracing and all yeah. of that stuff. It was like a week after I just finished the two games, they announced it and they released the updates, but. They're there if you want to. It does break modding on PC, so there's like an option they've added now, so you can like downgrade to the previous version if you want to, if you were running these games with mods. But there's a bunch of other news there as well. Um, it was actually a pretty exciting presentation, I think. Like, yes, they gave Resident Evil 4 re- uh, remake announcements to Sony, but they kept some good stuff back for themselves. Like what? Sorry, I needed a drink. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So they announced the Resident Evil Village DLC, uh, the Winters expansion, and as well as the DLC, which where you play as uh, it's called Shadows of Rose, and you play Ethan Winters' daughter Rose, uh, Rosemary or Rose, um, and it's this like weird story of how she like enters into someone's mind, and like it all seems to take place in someone's someone's head. Um, seems really cool and interesting. I don't know the story of Resident Evil Village or Resident Evil 7. I haven't followed Ethan Winter's story through. So I don't really know Rose. So I'm interested to find out about that. But the Wait, thing Ethan's, that really... Ethan's the main character in both games? Yes. Yeah, oh. he's in 7 and in uh, Resident Evil Village. I don't think I realized it was the same guy. Yeah, it's like all this bad shit happens to the same people all the time. Like Leon, he's constantly like nasty stuff happening to him. Chris Redfield, poor guy. Uh, <laughs> Jill's been in a couple of them. So yeah, there's uh, nasty stuff happens to all, this, all the characters. Um, the Mercenaries mode is getting new playable characters, Chris Redfield, Heisenberg, and Lady D. Being able to stomp on monsters in Mercenaries mode as Lady D, I think is going to be... It's going to sell a boatload of copies. Everyone was already thirsty for, for Lady D as it was. Um, so being, being able to like stomp around on them is going to be cool. Uh, but the thing that really sold me was a third-person mode. And I'm astounded that they're adding a third-person mode to this DLC. Um, I genuinely didn't think we would we would ever get one for this game because it's it's a first person sp- perspective, just like Seven. It's getting a VR mode on PlayStation. I just didn't think we'd get it. And is that the whole game is playable in third person now? The whole game will be playable in third person if you buy the DLC. Did it's, they ever do that for Seven? No, there's no no third person mode for Seven. I wonder why. Like, why are they doing it for this and not that? You know. I, do you know? I, I'm not sure. My guess is um, just because it's 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 the newest one. It's it's part of the DLC. It's something to sell. But it's weird that they would they would opt to make that decision because um, it, it's going to change the way the game feels and plays. So you've got this more zoomed out perspective rather than being in that like first person like oh I'm in an enclosed space feel all the time. But I don't like first person Resident Evil. Um, I didn't like Resident Evil 7 when I played that. I played, played like three, four hours of Resident Evil 7. I didn't get on with it. Um, and I played some of the some of the village demo that they put out, and I wasn't a massive fan of that because it follows the same style. Being able to play these in third person, I think is going to be it's going to be game changing. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm interested to see how you get on with it with that in mind. Yeah, and that comes out the same day as uh, Resident Evil Reverse, which is a multi- multiplayer game, which has been due to be coming out for like the last six years at this point. I swear, um, they added a few, uh, they announced a few new characters coming to that, and that's that's coming out alongside a gold version of Resident Evil Village on October twenty eighth. So the gold version just includes the DLC, and is also like an updated version for the for the latest consoles. Nice. So plenty, uh, plenty to look forward to if you're a Resident Evil fan these days. Yeah, yeah. It seems like Capcom are only giving attention to their two main franchises at the moment. Uh, if you're not a Monster Hunter or a Resident Evil fan, it doesn't feel like there's much coming out of them at the moment other than Exo Primal. But you know, if you're interested in like Ace Attorney or Mega Man or something else, you're kind of shit out of luck. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, 
you know, it's funny. I haven't been able to stop thinking about it because we were talking about it not that long ago. It's like really weird to me that they haven't tried to remake Dino Crisis in the RE engine. Yeah, I, 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 I still think it's fucking weird that we're going for Resident Evil, Resident Evil Four next, because Code Veronica is the next game that should have been done, um, mm. and Dino Crisis makes a ton of sense as well because it would it would be so cool. And I, I gotta think that Exo Primal started out. Oh, you think? Yeah, I guess. Like, who who comes up with another idea for a dinosaur game that know. looks to be in the RE engine? I don't know. I just I wish they would. I really wish they would. Yeah, it would be so cool. They they, I never I never liked them as much as Resident Evil, but it was just Resident Evil with dinosaurs. It was the same like fixed camera angles, survival horror genre. Um, they really nailed that that survival horror thing. It was it was really cool. Um, they've shifted a lot to like action games. I actually played Resident Evil 4 on Steam Deck. I picked it up. I realized how much I didn't like that game the first time I tried it. Um, still don't like it. I think the camera angle's horrible. I hate that you can't move and shoot at the same time. I just can't go back to old Resident Evil now I've played Resident Evil 2 Remake. 4 Remake, I think when it's this like reimagining of the game and you will be able to move and shoot at the same time and it is very different, I yeah. think I'll enjoy it a lot more. I don't know, man. For me, Resident Evil was always Umbrella. It was That was always the story. It's what I grew up with. It's what the movies were. It's what the TV show is going to be about. Four throws it away within five minutes. It's just like Umbrella's been disbanded. Here's a new story. And like I always hated that. They just like got rid of it in a news story at the beginning. And there's like a tiny little newspaper clipping around as to what happened with Raccoon City. But you never find out otherwise. Whereas Code Veronica, which is why I think it should have been the next one, is a story about Umbrella. And it's like they should have put a like pin, and to use your phrase, they should have put a pin in the Umbrella story, like close that chapter and then move on to Resident Evil 4. Instead, if they ever go back and do Code Veronica, which I don't think they will at this point, it's going to be weird. It's going to be jarring to be like, oh, so it's like a bit of whiplash, like b back around to Umbrella, and now we get to play as Jill Valentine again, who was in Resident Evil 3 Remake. So it's just like, why? I don't know. I think it's just 4 is the most popular. 4 is, it is the most popular game. So like, I'm sure yeah. they've, they've been like dying to get to it, you know? Um, but so when can we get to four? <laughs> yeah, so I, I hope for your sake that that uh, we do get a code Veronica. You're certainly not the only one who wants it. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see. Uh, I'm interested to see how you get on with eight now that you can play it in the third person, and if you find that <clears throat> it clicks for you, or if you still just want it to be old Resident Evil. Because at this I point, think, I think it probably will click for me more. There's there's yeah. more new Resident Evil than there is old ones. Yeah, right. Point, That's yeah. what I was gonna say. Yeah, it's like there's way more yeah. that isn't about that than there is. So mm -hmm. I don't know. I guess we'll but see. I, I, I but I bet the majority of people, when you think of Resident Evil, they like see that little umbrella logo in their head Maybe. pop up, and yeah. they know it's about like it's about the T virus and yeah. everything that relates to that. You know, it's zombies. Whereas like the newer games aren't zombies. Yeah, it's true. Witches in this last one, you know, who knows? Yeah. Kind of weird that they didn't remake the original Resident Evil. They, yeah, they didn't, other than on GameCube. Because, like, GameCube got that About, Resident I Evil I mean, remake. in the RE engine, though. 
Yeah, I know. Like, and why it's not? really annoying that they didn't, because like, the version they put out on Xbox is like the HD version of the GameCube version with the fixed camera angles. So it's horrible. And you know what? The more they make of these, the more and more I realize what shit names Resident Evil and Biohazard were for this series. Like, Biohazard, yeah, sure, for the first three, maybe. Yeah. But then after that, it's not really about a biohazard. And Resident Evil, it works for the first one. It's about evil breaking out in a house, in a residence. Yeah. But the rest of them is nothing to do with a house. Just sounds cool, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, nobody can take that away from them. All right, so let's jump into the Steam Next Fest conversation. So you have gotten into a bunch of these games. Uh, you've got... So let's see. You've got a list of games you streamed. You got a list of games yeah. you played, and then you got a list mm -hmm. of games you've downloaded that you haven't gotten to yet. So let me ask yes. you a couple questions about this uh, Steam Next Fest. When this ends on the twentieth, these games are no longer accessible. Some of them will be. Some of them won't. The idea of Next Fest is it's an opportunity for the developers to put these demos out get them streamed there's like a ton of streams that valve is putting out though front and center on the home page of of steam some of the demos will cease to exist and will go away but some of them will stay it's up to the developer as to whether they want to keep it there or take it down um i think one of the ones i've downloaded uh destroy all humans 2 that i haven't got around to um is gonna stay it's gonna it's a persistent demo, that makes sense that's an old tell. game mm-hmm I love the original. I it's, I it's, it's a sequel to it, so to an old game. Like it's a fresh new one coming out this year. No, 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 no. Really? Destroy All Humans Two is yeah. No, I thought there yeah. was. I thought there was a two already. Am I crazy? I don't know. Sobe was very excited to watch me play it, but it hadn't downloaded in time. So I'm, no, I'm hoping no, no. that I'll stream it this weekend. Yeah, no, no. This game came out in 2006. What Destroy All Humans Two? Yeah. Must be a PC port then. Yeah. No, there. It's just uh, you know, THQ Nordic. It's, uh, it's not on Steam yet, but yeah, it's, it's coming. Yeah. Um, it's not, but the, some of the ones I played were like really cool. Yeah, the new one comes out on August thirtieth. It's it's like a, it's a remake, or you know. Yeah, that's the one that's coming out. That's the one yeah, that's, coming that's out. what I'm, I'm just saying. It's not a new game that's a sequel to the original. It is a, right. a okay. port, yeah. an upres of yeah. the 2006 game that I remember as a child. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, yes, it's that. I think Just it's also coming to the Series X. I saw it on yes. uh, Coming Soon to Game Pass. Yeah. Um, so, it's, if you like Straw Humans, you can play that. But there's I a like bunch the of games I, yeah. I picked up um, that were at, at Summer Game Fest um, that were on display. The first one, Bit of a Mouthful, Slayer's X, Terminal Aftermath, Vengeance of the Slayer, which is a spin-off game from Hypnospace Outlaw. Do you remember that game I was obsessed with last I, year? I do. This art style is so funny. <laughs> so this is a game made by one of the in-game characters called Zane. And he uh, he made this game and put it out on on the Hypnospace for people to download. And it's one of the games you can it's one of the things you can learn from his website within when you're playing Hypnospace Outlaw. And they, they, they've made, a, made it into a game and, and put it out. And it's like a Doom clone kind of weird, goofy yeah. thing. But he like he's also in the game and he's like narrating it. And he's like, oh shit, we left these pipes open or whatever. And now, now the poo has turned into an actual being and is, is attacking us. It's very weird, uh, but it was, it was good fun. I had a good time with what I played of it. Uh, I don't think I'm, I'm going to pick this one up. Um, I'm not a massive fan of, of the original Doom and those like, old-style shooters. 
shooters, but I love the fact that they've done this for fans. It's like a yeah. Oh, here's a cool little a little tidbit from Hypnospace, and we're making it into an actual game. It's bizarre and fun. Uh, really, really weird. Yeah, it's just like a fun thing, you know. Like it's it's uh, it's definitely not really my jam either, but very very funny to like take this thing that was like a, a game within a game and give it like yeah. the proper release and everything it's, it's fun <laughs> it's a cute idea uh then i played on stream escape academy which i know is one you you were really excited about which yes. is coming to to game pass day one um and this i have is i have a question about this real quick and we'll have to figure it out after we, you talk about it i just saw that one of the three people they interviewed his name is wyatt bushnell is he related to Nolan Bushnell the, from uh, of Atari? I genuinely have no idea, but possibly. I need to look that up. But anyway, go ahead. Uh, so this was this is from that team that was at the Day of the Devs uh, presentation, and they they originally ran some like real life escape rooms, and then decided to make it into a video game because of the really pandemic. Really cool concept. Yeah, because of the pandemic. Really cool concept. It is just like playing an escape room. You walk around, you can play the first two levels of the game in the demo, and I highly recommend people do check them out. Um, and so polished, so smooth, smart puzzles. I had a really good time playing this through with the people people who are watching in the chat, helping me. And um, like, a sober was just like, oh, there's a key there that you've missed that's like hanging on the thing. And I was like really annoyed with myself. I managed to beat the second level with like 10 seconds to spare. Oh, I no. I was so annoyed if I hadn't done it. Because they're all timed. You have like, um, I think it was 15 minutes for the second level. Because uh, there's like poison gas being injected into the room. Uh, and you've got to escape really really cool game um played so much better than i thought it would i thought this was going to be like a bit of a clunky indie title you know like clunky 3d but no no really smooth and um like i said the puzzles were all all seemingly unique and interesting um and i i, I think if you like environmental puzzles or you like real life escape rooms you'll definitely enjoy this one i've never done a real life escape room i've always thought it would be interesting to try um but i've yeah I've, you should do one for like your stag do or something i've always uh i i've had a couple instances where i've been with people and they're like do we want to do one and i've always been like yeah i'll do it and like it never the group didn't get the momentum so maybe this will be my way to do you're it. just gonna book it you're just gonna do it well i'll play this with you're you you're gonna be the organizer of going no i mean you've got to do a real life one you've got to be the organizer of going to a real life i one. guess yeah all right. Well, let me let's do this first, okay? Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad you think that's fair. I'm excited for this one. I think it looks good. I think it looks really good. Yeah, me too. Um, I, I'm I'm really looking forward to to, to playing it. Um, if we play it, I want to be on the sticks though, because I do because I plan on playing this all the way through, and I don't want to see someone play the puzzles and then know what they are when when I like move off. That's fine. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fine. Well. The only problem with that is you need to get better internet, Steve. <laughs> my my internet's just fine when I'm streaming games. Um, we'll yeah, be, but you have we'll to be sh- okay because it's multiplayer. Oh, okay, okay. So I can actually be in the game. So you'll, yeah, you'll be in the room with me. That's fine. Um, then. That's fine. And you can just like help me with the puzzles. You'll be off doing some puzzles on your I was own. Imagining, I'll be doing puzzles on my own. I was imagining that you're sharing the screen with me, and I was like, your internet can't. No, it's it's split screen or online multiplayer. 
Okay. And I love that as a concept because it's like a real life escape room, right? If you couldn't meet up with friends in real life, go go play this. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely. Then the final game I streamed, and I did stream a tiny little bit of Goodbye World, but it didn't work on Steam Deck, um, was Signalis. Now, this was pitched to me by Asobi as like uh, an old school Resident Evil game with a cool style. And it's like this sci-fi game where you've got this sort of, it's like this top-down perspective. It's like I'm looking at, um, it's like you're looking at a Pokemon game, like an old school Pokemon game from like, like top-down, front-on perspective, or like Stardew Valley. Really creepy. It is pretty Definitely creepy. felt... It does definitely have a felt like Evil old line. school Resident Evil. Yeah, it yeah. really did. Um, I loved camera. it. The the demo was not long enough. I was I was like hungry for more by the end of it, and I think that's how you should be left. Uh, I had some issues with it, like the cursor on the screen is not obvious. That when we went into this like first person mode, it's like a point and click, uh, and that might that will probably be fixed by the time the the full game comes out because it was a white cursor on top of fog. And I could not see it. Uh, but other than that, the game ran flawlessly. And I loved the gameplay. I loved the the atmosphere, the music, the art style. The interface was so cool. It's got that, like, alien style, you know, old school tech vintage look. Really cool. If you like old school Resident Evil, or even if you don't, I think, I think this might be one to check out. If you just like horror games. It's not scary. It's just got that tense, it's like spooky, you get. more. Yeah, it's that like atmosphere. Yeah, more Bioshock. Yes, I think it is more Bioshock vibes, but it's definitely got Resident Evil's gameplay. Like you're picking up manuals and paper. Yeah, even just you're, the you've got inventory management. The like maps are the same. The way that like it shows you getting in these like close quarters, like fights with like one or two slow moving monsters at a time, mm-hmm. it feels very Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah. So you start off on a ship, and then you at the, towards the end of the demo, you, you you've like crash landed on a planet, and you're trying to get off the ship, and then the the demo ends when you finally get off the ship, um, and it's like come back on X date or like wish list on Steam. So this is fir- this one's firmly on my wish list with Escape Academy. I'm looking forward to. Oh my to god, this is creepy. This is really creepy. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I'm uh, I'm excited to hear more about it. I don't know if it's for me, but definitely I want to hear what you think. Yeah, I I I I I don't know. I think I need to get you into the horror genre. I feel like there's so many games you're missing out on because of it. Maybe because they're not scary. It's like that tension. Like you're telling me you don't want to check out like the Dead Space remake or Callisto Protocol or anything like that. Uh, not really. <laughs> Maybe Fair I don't enough. know. I don't know. Like it's it's uh, tough. Like I I I don't I have trouble with them. You know, it's like a lot of times it's just like it's too tense for me to like be enjoying it. You know, mm-hmm. but I guess we'll see. I'm open to it. I think people would enjoy seeing that on stream. That's true. I streaming. I think is a better. I'm not playing. Choo choo Charles at least. Choo choo Charles. I'll play that one. I'll play that one for the, the kids. With the spider train. For the kids. <laughs> but oh my god, I'm going to die. That's going to be awful. But I'm going to do it. 
So then uh, there's three others I've had a chance to play, and then a few others I've downloaded. So I've I've downloaded Cult of the Lamb, Goodbye World, Old Skies, and Destroy All Humans too. So I'm going to check those out, and I'll probably talk about them on next week's show. Um, the other three that I've played, I've played Railbound, which is this cute little puzzle game where you uh, you have to like solve connecting train tracks together and then getting them to get in the trains in the right order so like carriage one comes first then carriage two and then the train can can take off this looks cute it's actually really relaxing really nice i'm looking forward to picking it up there's another game that's out that i'm gonna pick up as well another little indie title which is called like please fix the roads and it looks similar to this but road themed uh so i'm gonna pick that one up in like now being now i'm hungry for this kind of game i kind of feel like railbound would be an amazing mobile game just being able to touch and like put the train tracks in the right place and like tap to delete and move around and stuff worked fine enough with a controller but like holding a heavy steam deck in your hand or whatever when you could just have this on a phone in bed at the end of the night solve a few puzzles and then go to sleep i think that would probably be the best situation for it okay so then the uh then I've also checked out Terra Nil, which I don't know if you remember was at the Netflix presentation. This is coming exclusively to mobile through Netflix, but is also getting a PC version. Um this I think also would work really well on mobile, so I might just play it because I I subscribe to Netflix, so why not take advantage of it if I get the game for free? Yeah. Uh and it's this really cool it's idea. Like a terraforming that, game. Yeah, so humans have destroyed the planet. We're back to nil. Terra nil. The Earth's back to zero. Gotcha. So you start with nothing. And you've got to add in wind turbines. When you've got a wind turbine and you're generating electricity, you can build something to rejuvenate the soil. When you've rejuvenated the soil, you can plant things. When you can plant things, you can like grow other stuff on it. And the ultimate end goal is to get the planet back to all of its glory, restore the wildlife, restore the flora and the fauna, and then get off the planet and let nature take do its course. Uh, and it's like a nice, you know, relaxing take while also getting a message across of like, we need to look after our planet or this is what we're going to end up left with, like nothing. And we're going to have to leave. Um, I, I had an, had an all right time with it. Wasn't my favorite. Um, but, it, but I could see myself wasting a few hours on it. I like this kind of game. Um, yeah, that looks pretty neat. And then the final one um, I tried out was a game called Melatonin, which was at the Wholesome Direct. This is a rhythm game where each of the songs is a dream. So you dream about different things. And in the in the demo, the dream that you can do is about food. So you're dreaming about food and you've got to like sync it up in time and you like press buttons when like the pizza flies at your face, you have to press the button. So like you open your mouth and you eat it. And like they're really nice, really nice art style. Cool. I music. love the color palette. It's like so soft. Yeah, really nice, like pastel. soft purples. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, it, I had a had a nice time with this. I wasn't very good at it, and it doesn't it doesn't really have like an easy mode. So like it teaches you and trains you with these prompts on the screen, like press A when it gets into this circle. And then when you play properly to score it, it takes all that away. And you just have to listen to the beat and you have to press it on the beat and you have to like figure all that stuff out yourself. 
I'm not a musician. I'm not very good good at like detecting beats and music and and things like that. Like there are visual prompts and cues that you're meant to learn. And I think if with practice, I probably would get good at the game. It's just whether that music and that art style is enough for me to persist with it and keep coming back to it. Because the reason I like yeah. other rhythm games like uh, DDR or Beat Saber is because I like the music. I'm playing music that I'm familiar with and I know. And I'm having a good time, you know, hitting the things that come up on the screen. And it's just learning a pattern. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I don't I don't love rhythm games in general because I, I find them a little... I remember you not even... You didn't even like Cadence of Hyrule, right? No, I didn't. Which never, is crazy because that was a phenomenal game. Yeah, it's just never been my thing, you know? Like, I, 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 I get it. I get the appeal, but... Um, yeah, not really for me. So probably one I'll skip, even though I, I really do like the style of it. I think it's got a great art style. Um, yeah. Not one that I think will will end up on my short list. Um, but sounds like you got to check out some good stuff there. Uh, there's still a couple days in it as of right now, so I might have to go download a couple of them and give them a shot before uh, before things wrap up over there. Yeah, go check it out. Like, it, I've had such a good time just going through and finding all of these cool new indie titles. And I think that's one of the things I absolutely love about having something that I can play these PC games on now that's not just sitting in front of a computer. These are games that won't come to a console or to Switch, which is where I probably would want to play it, probably for a year or maybe yeah. even longer, because they're not finished, they're demos, they're not coming out until later this year, and then they've got to get the funding to port that title to a console. And so you can get in at the ground floor. You can play them and get excited about it and get hyped for it and support a really cool indie dev, and a lot of the time it's just a one-person team. Yeah. Yeah, and then like when it does eventually come to Switch or whatever, right? Like you can be a champion for it as somebody who... Has been mm -hmm. playing for a long time, which is nice. Um, yeah, so good stuff, man. I'll, I'll have to check it out myself. Uh, it was nice to hear you talk about them anyway. Uh, some of them are definitely on my radar now, which is cool. Um, so yeah, uh, jam-packed episode. Good work today, Steve. You know, especially yeah, for you. You know, I I feel like I feel like you really did that. You know, usually I'm the one. I'm like blah 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 blah. What do you think, Steve? You know, and it's like I just got to sit back and let you do your thing. <laughs> yeah, I drank all of my water. All of it. It's all gone. There's nothing in here. <laughs> I did my I did my spiel about you know the Pokemon clone and Dragon Age at the beginning. We got the Pete stuff out of the way, and then we just let you do your thing. You know. Resident Evil, we got some Steve Deck time. It's good stuff, good stuff. So, so next week, it's going to all be about Final Fantasy VII and what they announce and like all that stuff. You're going to have yeah. a great time. It'll have to happen eventually. Uh, so yeah, if you want to write in and let us know what you... Uh, think about any of the games over on that there uh, that they're steamed what's it called again steam fest steam next fest steam next fest if you've checked any of them out definitely write in and let us know remember Steve stream them over on our twitch channel that's twitch.tv slash flip screen games so if you want to go check out the VOD it'll still be available over there or if you're a patreon supporter you can go watch it over on YouTube uh, and of course, I'm, I imagine we'll uh, we'll be hitting you up with some of those games again in the future uh, with some either you know first impressions when they actually drop or maybe streaming again before uh, before the twentieth rolls around. So uh, thanks again for tuning in. If you want to comment on any of that stuff, 
that we talked about on this week's show. Or if you want to write in with your own questions, suggest the main topic, any of that good stuff, you know where to get us. Flipscreen.games. That's our website where you can find links to our email address, our Discord, our social media, all the places that we make content all over the web. We're there. Go check it out. However you choose to show your support, however you choose to get involved, we appreciate you. And thank you for tuning in for this episode of the Flip Screen Games Podcast. For the crew, I've been Pete. He's been Steve. We'll see you next week.